Hey, welcome back to the Second Place Podcast, where we are crazy passionate about inspiring and empowering you to pursue putting Jesus, home, and others first. We know that you can change, you belong, and you matter. So if you are new to Second Place or new with us here on the podcast, we release one every week. And if this is helpful to you, we would love it for you to share the podcast with your friends and family and invite them to be a part of the Second Place community, even rate it or review it. If you'd like more information, you can go to secondplacechurch.com. That site will open you up to everything happening at Second Place. My name is Joe, and I'm here with AP and my wife, Sarah. And let's jump into it, man. Let's, wow, uh, don't act I, so excited there, right? Right? Let's go ahead and start off I came, with some, I came uh, off the intro really hot. Yeah, you did. Yeah. And and you and were, like, was excited like, to like, present it this week. So it was like, woo-hoo. <laughs> she was a broadcast that, major. That, that was not uplifting nor edifying. Oh, boy. Are we, well, when we are to the message. Wait, wait. She was okay. a, you were a broadcast major? Good gravy. Okay, communications well, well, degree. Okay, broadcasting, so, journalism, and speech. I mean, it's almost as strange as when we find found out that your friend Mike was actually a, a radio host at one point. I yeah, right. <laughs> I, I I don't believe you. I don't believe that it's true. See, there's that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my dad, I think, has some old video footage from college that he's hidden from me because he knows I will throw it in the garbage. It was it was not. It's Great. For, it's for him to watch when you're not around he's, and be yes, proud of he's you. He's very proud. And yes. It was awful. Yeah. yeah. He's proud. and She's broadcasting not. the news. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yes. Too funny. Yeah, seriously. Uh, some exciting news. Since Yeah, you know, what are you into, AP? So what I'm into, now, first of all, uh, Matt Boomsma, I love you, but you're so awkward when you send text messages. And I made him well aware of that. To directly answer his question, yes, since he figured it out when listening to the podcast. But um, I decided to propose to my girlfriend, and um, she said yes. We were gone for the weekend for my friend's wedding. And I'm like, well, I'm just going to go ahead and do this at the beginning. And I, Joe, I like the fact that you're like, well, what if she says no at the beginning of the, of the weekend? And I'm like, going to be a really awkward weekend. That's That's what. <laughs> Yes. So she said yes, and then we were then inundated with uh, questions from everybody. Oh my gosh, when's the day? What's your colors? And you know all that stuff. And I'm like, I I don't know. I think that the funniest part of the of the entire weekend though was um, so we went there for my friends Brandon and Katie's wedding. Um, Brandon is really good friends with this dude Josh that I know. Josh is a really cool dude. He married my ex-wife's best friend so we're sitting at a bar waiting for a bunch of people to get there i'm eating dinner and they walk in they of all people were the first ones to find out that we were engaged are you kidding me (laughs) like what are the odds okay of that yeah okay that's awkward but yeah the point is she said yes i'm really excited and that's super to cool. answer everyone's questions, no, I don't, I don't know when anything's happening. It just happened. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, no, that's great. I liked your text back to me, you know, after I said, did you do, did you do the deed? And he's like, <laughs> he goes, yes. And it's not an awkward weekend. <laughs> Yay. Awesome. Uh, yay. No awkwardness. Yeah. No, that's cool. I'm really happy for you guys. Thank you. She's really definitely, excited. you're definitely marrying up, man. I mean. I know, I know. I've made this abundantly clear to her. You got her fooled. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm not in denial of anything. I've, I've made this very clear to her. She, uh. She's she's well aware of uh, my, my my views on things. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's so funny. Cool. Anyways, Sarah, well, what are you into? Oh, good. Put God. her on the spot. All right. Um, Thanksgiving <laughs> is tomorrow. Yeah, I made two pumpkin pies, green bean casserole, green beans with bacon, um, roast potatoes and carrots all before 8 a.m this morning wow. so well i'm it really was excited a, it was a to, great day uh, eat tomorrow thanks for inviting me over i will see you guys at what yeah. three? <laughs> gonna be amazing what time are we eating we have yet to determine that turns out the bears game is putting a little crimp on it so oh oh boy yeah at least it's nice. not a packers game dave Dave, even, <laughs> even have even when he's not on the podcast, he makes it to the podcast. Yeah, right. Yikes! Yikes! Yeah, well, um, that is it. Is she was definitely a cooking like tornado this morning, which was amazing. Awesome. Um, well, what am I into? I mean, I'm not necessarily into this, but it's something I did today. Um, our elder, uh, Dave and Robin elders dave and robin hernandez her father passed away this past weekend i went to the funeral for him today and was able to be there and um it was a good service and he was uh he knew the lord and he he was um honored well so i thought that was really cool um and yeah he lived a, a long life so that's that's what my hope is and he he seemed to live it well so that was really cool um yeah, I mean, kind of, kind of excited about the Thanksgiving offering was this past weekend. Um, we're up over eight thousand dollars so far, so that's been really cool. Awesome. Um, we've got some projects in Haiti that we're working on, and some local stuff, and then some upgrades at the warehouse that we need to make happen. Um, yeah, and so we've got a baptism this weekend, and we're starting to gear up. So kind of excited to to keep all these things moving right along. So. Yeah, just a few things there. Good. Yeah. So there you go. Good stuff. So we were so we were talking about this this past weekend. We Sarah made her inch her 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 reintroduction to the stage. The way that we agreed to make this happen was that I was going to be the speaking one, and she was sharing her heart. So that's that's what happened this past weekend, and it was good. We talked about Ephesians chapter six. Um, chapter five, um, we, didn't six, make it to we, six. Didn't, we didn't make it to six, um, chapter five about husbands and wives and submitting and loving and all that good stuff. So, um, I know that you are out of town AP, but you've, you've heard it on the, the podcast. Our messages are available on the website or on iTunes or Google play. So yep. that's out there. But, um, yeah, so it was interesting because it was, it was kind of a here be dragons of sorts a little bit. Yeah, definitely. It was. What would you say? I would say you you can go ahead and say like whatever you need to say, and then I'll uh, yeah. I'll just jump in. Yeah. So um I I I've 
you know, remodeling my house and stuff. So I was listening to it while I was uh, working on a bunch of stuff today, which is good. And I really enjoyed it. Uh, first of all, it reminded me of um, I'm a huge fan of Irvin McManus uh, with Mosaic Church out in L.A. It's the only like I think it's like the only evangelical church in all of L.A. or something like that. But <laughs> I, I uh, I'm a huge fan of him. And um, sometimes his wife speaks and I just delete those podcasts because I can't stand it when she shares messages. She seems like a lovely person. She just does not belong on a stage. Uh, Sarah, on the other hand, you uh, you always do a great job. And uh, like, I'm not you. I'm not saying that to like be funny or, uh, you know, like suck up or anything like y- you really do. I, I enjoy I enjoy when you share messages. Um, so uh, my initial Is thoughts, that, even though woman be thou silent. No, yeah, yeah. OK, we hit the initial thoughts. Yeah. Go. Yeah. E- even even though, you know, the women have tiny brains and can't think like men. Totally kidding. Right. Um, but um, <laughs> it brains. Yeah. It, it, it just reminded me of uh, I was trying to uh, share the gospel with a coworker one time and I showed him like this exact uh, section of the Bible and he started like he was like really struggling so with his wife and uh, I was kind of trying to show him like this whole entire section and, and how it all and kind of how uh, their relationship should work. I should have known better since he did not profess to be a Christian. Um, cause he took it as, oh, well, she's the woman. She has to do everything that I say. And I'm like, no, you're missing the point. Cause what I always try to show people when they're going through this section is like, um, I, I know I've said it before and I'll say it again. I don't think that the Bible's translated wrong by any means. I just think that there's a lot of their, uh, language and verbiage is a lot more, uh, sophisticated and deep. And there's a lot more meaning behind a lot of the words, so the term submit is as accurate as we can get it, but there's just a lot more depth in there. You know, it's not necessarily submitting as in secondary. It's submitting to the relationship and the oneness of it. Um, yeah. And the so, good of all. Yeah, exactly. And so the thing that I always try to explain to people is like, you know, you got, you know, these these this like nice little paragraph of like women. This is this is your only relationship. And and then all the men are like, <laughs> I'll show those women who's boss. And then you, and I'm like, hang on, hang on, keep reading. Because then when you get to the section of men, it's like literally six times as long of like, okay, guys, yeah. here's your part. You got an even bigger role. And it, it, it reminds me, you know, of the term meekness. You have a lot of power. You have a lot of responsibility. But you have to use it wisely and strategically and also be ready to lay down your life. So... Um, I don't know. I, I think the big thing is uh, complementarianism. Men and women are equal in their opposites. I know you guys touched on that when talking about uh, Eve and and her creation. Um, and I think that mm-hmm. I I do agree that this is like a here be dragons because of the fact that there's just so much confusion being created by mm-hmm. the media when it comes to the relationship between men and women, or even what a man and a woman is at this point. And creating that clarity is just so necessary absolutely yeah i think even to jump back to the verse before the wives submitting to husbands it's submit yourselves to one another Mm -hmm. so um (laughs) there's no there's no gender specification there we're all supposed to again i think it's for the betterment of all instead of selfish so yeah yeah and and i uh, think uh, sorry, I, I, just real quick, I know I've said it before, but, you know, this idea of oneness, Joe, I know at the beginning of the message you said, in, God, in God's world, when it comes to, to this relationship, 
one plus one equals one. And I've heard people say, you know, when I'm going through a divorce, I feel like I'm being ripped in half on the inside. And I'm like, you literally are from a spiritual level. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. And I, I think that that's really what's important to remember is that the the two have, have become one when when they get married, you know, when a husband and wife come together. So I think that, I mean, it is really, it's it's kind of the theme for that last this past message and this coming message, one plus one equals one. And you know, that's the work that we have to do is, okay, so if you're reading this and you read it and it's a, like I said in the message, that that you're going to put a weight or a burden on your wife, well, that's not oneness. And if, if the wife is just going to basically complain all the time and basically try to manipulate and, 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 and get her way, that's not oneness. So that's the work is to figure out, okay, so there's deeper meaning to this submission. There's deeper meaning to this love. And how do we work that out in our own relationship? And, you know, I mean, of course, you know, that afternoon, then Monday morning, you know, we're we're talking to um, friends and different people. And, you know, everybody's kind of working it out, trying to figure out because not everybody's relationship is the same. And so they have to do that work. And I think I really feel for the people that don't have the willing participant on the other side, you know, that that can be really, really hard. And I, I tried to touch on that at the very end of the message to remind everybody that we can only do what we can do. So, you know, we have to try to keep ourselves in a healthy spot. But, you know, I think that idea of oneness, especially when you're on your own, kind of in the relationship, trying to work it out can be really hard. But that oneness is really where we we can hopefully get to where both parties are trying to work that out and trying to do the work to, to find that unity together. And and fight to be one. That's actually one of the things I say in in my weddings um, that I that I um, that I oversee or officiate is I talk about fighting for each other and not fighting against each other. And it seems to go over really well. It's just really hard to live out. Yeah, and I, I definitely um, I, I definitely feel the sentiment of fighting for one another. Um, that was a, a a big area of strife in my past and one of the things that I absolutely adore about uh, about Kayla like if she she actually uh, she tells me about um, at where she works there was some dude that like thought she was attractive or something and so uh, when, like one of her other co-workers was like yeah that guy you know thinks you're cute and she's like oh well uh, I'm, I'm dating someone and she's and the, her co-worker goes oh well you never know what can ca- what can happen and she just turns around and she's like, yeah, but I do know what's going to happen. I'm not going to date that guy. I'm going to stay with my boyfriend. What is wrong with you? And, yeah. like, wow, it is just such the lifting of a burden to know I don't have to say anything. She's got my back, and I got her back. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, th- there's no backstabbing. There's no ripping on the other person when they're not around. It. This is how all the relationships should work, in my opinion. Yeah. yeah, it eliminates a lot of the jealousy and the proving of things. You know, when you when you know that there's mutual love at play here, there's just not that concern that is that's lifted. And I, I think that the one thing we touched on was kind of no public shaming and no private shaming. And, you know, that's, that's huge. I think, I think everyone would kind of agree with that, but 
I think what we we don't realize is sometimes we shame even when even not knowing it. It's come so naturally and it's such a a, a secondary thing. I mean, well, you even said shame on you during I did. during I the did. message. She so said mad. shame on you. After after I said it, I was like, "Oh man, after all of the the talk of there's no room for that." And then it's just a, a phrase we use, you know, shame on you. And it's like, wow, like that's not a good phrase. There's just, yeah. there's no shame. And um, we just need to be be cautious. And I think sarcasm just comes very easily to us Northerners. Mm-hmm. And um, we can act like that was just being funny. I was kidding. And I think when it comes to our spouse, we have to be very careful that we don't even kid or jest about demeaning things that we're always fighting for and we're going to link arms and we are going to be on the same team and um there's just not room for joking around or kidding about someone's um mistake or uh, a failure or who they are or what yeah. they don't do well or you know we used to joe used to kid about like my cooking and stuff and it was like yeah it's all in fun but then it's like no those are those things get in our head and i think that that's what we just want to be careful that um we can't take those things back and people can't unhear that mm-hmm. and the person who's listening isn't nearly as affected as your spouse because there is a jointness you have become one and so those things undermine and they tear down and we're in the business of edifying and building up and so um just find another way to joke and kid that isn't um about someone's character or who they are yeah their yeah their value their worth um you know i think the other piece of it that i think gets misconstrued very often or maybe not misconstrued maybe it's it's communicated in a way that we don't realize the unintended consequences that happen where it's you you say things that cause people to it sets up an environment of performance and productivity being where you find your value, you know, Hey, what did you get done today? Well, that that's very, if you start your like evening off after both being away at work or, you know, coming home from work and that's how you start off the conversation, then that environment is built around productivity and achievement and um, rather than kindness and love first. And obviously, you know, get to the point of, Hey, what did you do today and all that? But the idea of saying, what did you get done today? Kind of sets up a, a little bit of a judgmental attitude, especially when I say it like that. Right. Um, but I think there's just a lot of things that we say to our kids that we say to our, our spouse that are really leading us down, leading, leading the relationship down a road that is very performance driven and instead of love, and, you know, it's all about that love. That's what it's all about. So, yeah, I think I like the opening question even for this, like, you know, what's happening in life? What was the phrase you used? What for, are you into? What are you into? I think, you know, those just get more to the person instead of um, a performance and, you know, what's what's going on. Because or I like, think what do you what have you been doing? Yeah, you know, because like, I think that there's always I, I mean, maybe I'm not I am very performance <laughs> driven. So it's the struggle of, I'm very critical of myself. I'm very critical of what got done or what didn't get done. And so then to hear someone, um, 
question that to have Joe come in and that be the first thing I get defensive immediately instead of recognizing, um, the person, you know, the, the value of who they are as a person. And I think that's where we just want to be shifting conversations that recognize, you know, relationships over performance any day. And so, um, I think it's what makes you want to spend time with your spouse. It's it's what makes you want um, to be together because the atmosphere, the environment is loving instead of um, confrontational and judgmental. Well, not to steal the thunder for this week, but I, I feel as though like we'll put up walls in our relationship by the way that we talk to each other. And what we'll find out this weekend is that Jesus removed those walls. So we need to like not put them up again. Um, otherwise we're not really operating within the Jesus, the Jesus zone, if you will. Um, but yeah, what else did you, what else stood out to you, AP? I mean, you're, you're like newly engaged and you know, you're gonna, you know, dive into this marriage thing again. So like, what, what kind of came to mind and how did you, I, I have a thought that I want to throw out there in a minute about a single person and what their reaction was to the message. But mm-hmm. how about you? Mm, I, I mean, I, I think I got a lot of it out earlier to be perfectly honest. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. But okay. I, I must say I, I have seen a, a stark contrast in the way I've been treated in the past versus the way, Kayla treats me. I mean, it it is literally the complete opposite, and um, it's just really uh, I don't know. It's just really interesting to um, feel. How do I put this? I I know that it was said somewhere in the message of how you know our our enemy isn't other human beings, but rather the uh, principalities and things that we just don't mm-hmm. understand that are in the spiritual realm. And it's just really interesting of how leading up to this past weekend, um, I just felt so, I, I just felt a lot of anxiety and just really attacked by the enemy. And I had been for a long time, and uh, I wouldn't say I was ignoring it. You know, I was trying to deal with it as best as I could. And then I did the deed, as Joe said. And um, it felt like the weight was really lifted off my shoulders of like, yeah, you know what? You can attack and attack and attack, but you're still not going to defeat me. Um, And it's just, I mean, relationships in general are really under attack. And uh, I I think you can see that. One, um, there's a lot of really interesting statistics out there. I mean, I I am a numbers guy. I am an engineer. And uh, I, I like to see a lot of empirical evidence in, in correlation for things. Now, correlation doesn't necessarily um, mean causation, but there is still strong evidence to say that uh, two things can be linked. I mean, um, the the statistics aren't as bad as people say they are, but, I mean, the divorce rate among uh, Christian couples is currently about 33%. Divorce rate among non Christian couples is roughly 40% or I'm sorry, 44%. And I mean, that's still 33 and 44% too high. Um, the current generation, um, you know, I'm not trying to be weird or anything, but the, the current generation, the, the millennial generation 
are um, people say um, the the divorce rate among them is just plummeting, which is good. Well, it's because of the fact that the marriage rate is like mm-hmm. nothing. Yeah, people that just aren't getting married anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, we're also the generation that was first introduced to pornography um, from a free standpoint. Uh, you know, I- internet porn. Thank God Triple X Church is c- trying to combat that. But, um, you know, the, this is the generation that um, studies have shown isn't having sex because nobody trusts each other. You know, mm-hmm. th- this is the generation of the most divorced generation. In the history of America, I don't know if there's been more divorced generations in other cultures, but in America, we're the we're the product of the most divorced generation. And when you when you get down to it, it's a lack of love. And if you can't love, you can't trust. And yeah. and I and think it, that that's the big thing that I'm seeing in my generation of nobody's getting married, nobody wants to be in that monogamous relationship, nobody. It, you know, I'm not. I, I'm not saying that it's acceptable by any means. I know that this is wrong, but you, you know, even like the hookup culture is completely dying because nobody trusts anyone. No, nobody wants to spend time with the opposite gender because of the fact that they think that they're going to get screwed over, or sent to prison, or fined or something. And right. how can you cultivate these healthy relationships if you can't even spend time in the other room with somebody else? Right. And I think that kind of got to the end of the message or the second half where we were trying to talk through the idea of Nehemiah and the families being stationed at the gap in the wall and the fact that, you know, Nehemiah did that for a reason. And the reason is because the family unit is supposed to be strong. It's supposed to be unified and supposed to be one. So, you know, the whole path, all of Ephesians is about the Jews and the Gentiles and then kind of like how they have they were two polar opposites and how Jesus combined them to make one new humanity. And then that trickles down into, well, chapters four, five, and six. So now we're talking about husbands and wives, children and parents, wives and masters. And the whole idea being that the, the, the family unit is a part, has to be, have that oneness. And when the family units are strong, then the community is strong. When the community is strong, then we're able to do do more and, and to bring more heaven to earth. And we see that kind of like personified or illustrated in a in an ancient way in the book of Nehemiah, where the families stand strong in unity, and then the enemy never actually even attacks. So they never actually fight. So I think that for me, everything you said, all the stats, all the all the things that you're saying about, you know, this generation that you're in and all that, it comes down to the fact that the enemy knows that if he can destroy relationships between two people or in families, that he wins. Because where the families are weak, the community is weak. And where the community is weak, he can do whatever he wants. How many of our communities do we have um, crime up? How many communities do we have where you know, alcohol or drugs are a problem or, you know, um, opioids, meth, all that stuff, that things are not okay. It's a breakdown of the family. You got a lot of kids that are growing up without dads or, or in a single, um, single parent home. These are all things that are chipping away at the, at really what is the core of society, which is the family unit. And so I think that that's why 
this this message in this week this coming week is so important is that if anywhere that we should be fighting for unity in our families it should be in the church because Jesus did it he he prayed for it and he provided the opportunity for it to be real yeah i think that if we look through scripture we realize that god's plan was always to be known through family he didn't create the church first he created family first and so adam and eve communed with him. They walked with him. They did life with God. And the serpent came and deceived Eve and Adam, in a sense. I mean, Adam knew the charge. He knew what his responsibility was. And he didn't, he didn't communicate that. And I think that there's a weight on um, the responsibility that husbands and wives have to their faith down to their families, their children, and into the church, because that was God's plan all along. I mean, we, you know, we'd like to talk in church about getting people into the building and getting people into church because that's where they're going to get saved. And that was not his plan. His plan was always family. And if we go through the Old Testament, we get to Jesus, we realize just how critical it is. And that's why the enemy attacks it. And so let's know the enemy. Let's, let's fight for what's right instead of getting distracted by um, the petty little fights or the, you don't value me, or you, you don't recognize how hard I work, get over all of that, put that stuff aside. And let's, when we pursue Jesus, we're going to be better spouses, bottom line. And so, you know, I think I talked a little bit, I got a little harsh, um, in the message, but good. When, when, when we, when we are learning like that, we need to speak up and we need to share. There's a time and a place for everything. And so our words need to be uplifting and they need to be edifying. They do not need to be manipulative. They do not need to be forceful. They don't need to be hurtful. And so, um, if, if we're going to fight for each other and we're going to recognize the value of each other, then that means we're going to speak up and it means that we're going to speak up in kindness. So, um, I implore you women to find out who God made you to be and to speak in confidence in that relationship that um, not everyone's a mouthy person like I am, and that's okay. But you have thoughts, you have a voice, you have ideas. And when you're pursuing Jesus, he gives you clarity about what your role is in that relationship with your husband. And so ask him for wisdom, look for opportunities for you to be light and speak in confidence, not arrogance, not ignorance, but in confidence, knowing that God uses both men and women in relationships. And the ultimate purpose is for people to find Jesus. And that's why we exist. Yeah. Yep. And I think just to throw in that's so good. The idea behind what the single person had mentioned to um, that I had overheard them say about the message because they were asked, you know, like, what do you think about when you sit through a message like this? I mean, you're single, um, you know, you're 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 not married. And they're like, you know what? I love these messages because I can use these principles and these ideas with all of my relationships because it's about oneness in relationships overall as well. And so, you know, I think that that was really, that was, I don't know. I mean, not that I need to hear everything positive all the time, but I want to hear good constructive feedback 
But I think for me, it was like, no, good. We were able to bring something that it didn't turn away a single person, but they were able to take away something and some notes and be able to live their life a little differently afterwards, which is what it's all about. I'm excited about next this coming weekend and the next second podcast, because I think we can talk more about um, like the way that second place does family ministry. Um, Sarah holds the position at second place of the family lead or the family ministry director. And she and Marisa and the student team have a very particular way and calling to how they do what they do. And I think that, I think we can unpack some of that next week on this podcast um, to be able to talk through that a little bit. Cause I, I think it's, I think it can explain a lot. And I think it kind of explains the weirdness of some of what we do. Um, I was in a church today and um, you know, the funeral that I was at, and I was just struck by how different we are, like from what I grew up in. And I mean, I didn't go to church till I was eighth grade, but um, yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot that's that's odd about second place, and I think there's good reasons for it. And not that where I was today was was wrong. It's just I just was reminded at how different it is that, that what we're doing, and you know. I guess in some ways kind of remembering back to, yeah, okay. So there's a lot of different ways to do this. And why have you called us to do it the way we do it? And I think that that's going to be kind of fun to unpack. So there you go. Teaser for next week. Cool. That's exciting. And I know you like to, uh, you know, unchurch things as you like to say. Yeah. Kind yeah. of a uh, I mean, sarcastic it, way of putting it, but uh, but uh, I, I do know what you mean of you know, kind of breaking free from some of the quote-unquote religious aspects and being more more free to uh, kind of, uh, you know, do, do things our ways. And while the doctrine doesn't change, the, uh, the, re- the right. way we reach yeah. people evolves. The vehicle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, think, I think the biggest thing for me that I've noticed is that Sometimes, not even with the church today, but sometimes when you go to church, and I try to put myself in the in those shoes, I'm, I'm rabbit trailing, but you can feel like you're an outsider. You can feel like you don't know exactly what you're supposed to be doing, when you're supposed to be doing it. Why are people raising their hands? Why are they clapping? Why are they amening? Why are they kneeling? Why are they doing this, all this stuff? And on top of the fact that I, you don't know anybody, and on top of the fact that it's a new space and it's a new new whole new routine, I think that there's just a lot of work that we have to do in today's culture to help people know that they belong, which is one of our mantras. You know, you you can change, you belong, and you matter. Those three ideas are like so core to who we are. And I think that belonging comes back to oneness and it comes back to unity and it comes back to fighting for that. So, yeah, yeah um, good stuff. I, I definitely know what you mean with the outsider thing. Like, I, I don't... Like I've, yeah, I've kind of experienced it, but I have been churched my whole life. Uh, but one of my uh, best friends, Dennis, came with me to youth group in high school, and uh, I was really happy that he came with. Um, but when we were, when we got there, you know, they, we were doing praise and worship and stuff. And uh, later, when we were leaving, we get in the car, and he's like, "Hey, Pierre, are you, are you in a cult?" Because like <laughs> he, he never really experienced that before, and but it it was still really yeah. good to like get an outsider's perspective of like. 
no, this is actually why we do things. We're not going to drink Kool-Aid or anything. Don't worry, you know. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Well, man, this is good, and I'm excited to get back for next week. Um, yeah. Appreciate everybody out there that's listening. Um, we've probably got – we're probably up to, like, maybe – like three or four listeners, which no, and we're three or four thousand listeners. But uh, no, it's you good stuff. Three or four what should we go out on, man? What should we go, should out, we go out on? on? Um, you know, mm. that's a that's a really good question. Uh, How about we go out on congratulations? You know, that sounds great. Thank you. And everybody I mean, out there in listener deal, land. Dude. If you're if you're not if you're about to propose to get over it, (laughs) you're not invited. (laughs) If you're if you're about to propose to your girlfriend, before you do that, put your hand in the middle. Yeah. Put her hand put her hand in the middle. Yeah. Just to totally throw her off. Yeah. 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 Totally. Make sure she's not reading a sign about sea lions and and not paying attention to you. That which actually happened was the funny part. That's hilarious. (laughs) Yeah. Or that there might be mountain lion activity in the mountains you're about to go climb. Oh, good gravy. Okay. And if you're Bro, seriously like mix, if you're about ready to do the mixer for your little uh, KitchenAid mixer to do your mashed potatoes for Thanksgiving dinner tomorrow, before you turn that on, put your hand in the middle, but don't put your hand into the mixer. Yeah. That unless unless you want to, because like that'd be delicious. So look all the that, mashed potatoes <laughs> off your hands. Yeah. Uh, or if your name's True. Sarah and you're really stressed out right now. <laughs> yeah. She's shaking I wish her you head. all could see me just shaking my head. Yeah, is... yeah, right, rightfully so. I don't if blame you. Wow. If you're if you're listening to this and you're completely disgusted, shaking your head, then what you should do <laughs> is put your hand in the middle. Definitely put your hand in the middle. <laughs> all right, so that's what we do. On the count of three, we're gonna go. Congratulations! Put your hand. Oh, in is the it middle. a whisper out or is it's it a whisper it's, out? It's, yes, yeah. it's oh, like the uh, pre-show fist fight church. Yeah. Okay. Ready. Well. All right, here we go. One, two, three. Congratulations, AP and Kayla. Uh. <laughs> Woo!